You are now in the zone. With Taste Test Live. Hosted by Damien Lamar and Blue Francois. Welcome to Taste Test Live. My name is Damien Lamar, and you're tuned into our podcast. We're doing a live recording. And in studio today, we have Mr. Al Pete with us. What's happening? Yeah, going to get the introductions out real quick. Yes. Um, just in case you don't know anything about Taste Test Live, it actually spawned from a, a call because a lot of you guys have specifically asked to hear more of the content. The show comes on, at, or my radio show, <laughs> Taste Test, comes on Sunday nights at 10 o'clock uh, Eastern, and the repeat comes on on Tuesday nights. And people were like, hey, we, we missed the show, or do you have it on demand? So what we decided to do is actual podcast so that we can spend more time talking, bringing some guests on, doing some exclusive interviews. And uh, this week we're joined in the studio. Finally, it's it, we've, we've known this for a while, <laughs> but Mr. Al Pete. So, um, Yay. yeah, really, really excited. Blue, can you give us can you give us a rundown of what's going to happen on this double hitter episode? Yes, Taste Test Live is your weekly conversational podcast. Each week we discuss the highlights and happenings of local artists, singers, producers, entrepreneurs, and more right here in our own community in Jacksonville, Florida. We even bring you in-depth discussions about what's happening in the music industry. We have guest interviews. We might even feature an exclusive track every once in a while. And we're definitely going to be doing that today. Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, gosh. I'm almost speechless, and and I'm gonna. I have a confession to make. My shirt is a little wet because I got real nervous because <laughs> I knew I was having some like. Why you lie? You laughing, man? I'll be able to, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling. I'm like good. I'm wet under my arms. Like bro, <laughs> is it like bromance sweat? <laughs> no, nah, it's it's sweat because I'm nervous. I have like greatness in the room with me. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Nervousness, hey. G. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Say word. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's I'm like excited. it's like that when I look up to people, you know, and I got I have them sitting before me. So greatness. Yeah. So I want to get right to the interview, but there's a quite a, a bit a bit to discuss. Um, we're gonna completely forego the recap of the show. Mm-hmm. We're gonna also forego our normal series called "Put This in Your Mouth." And for those Put of you who don't know mouth. what the series is, um, every week we do a series called "Put This in Your Mouth," where we actually discuss the newsmakers. We talk about new releases. We talk about we talk about people in the music industry that can't defend themselves right now. <laughs> um, I have this, it's not a hate relationship. I love Kanye, but um, I don't listen to his music for a myriad of reasons, but I try not to discuss him. And somehow he works his way back into the podcast every week. So um, we just keep him on the, on the throne of Jesus <laughs> and um, we'll leave him there. But today is all about Mr. Al Pete. Let me just take a quick moment and introduce him for those of you who don't know him. In this day and age, it's really uh, a true to heart hip hop artist that are far, few and far between. Mr. Al Pete is definitely one of those artists. One part MC, one part DJ, one part entrepreneur makes up some of the ingredients of the recipe for this hip hop elitist in Jacksonville, Florida. Mr. Al Pete's journey started early in 2005. First, his first MC solo album was Talk About It, which he released in February 2009. Since then, he released five studio albums, three mixtapes, two collaborative, collaborative albums, and was also featured on a, on a number of independent artists in Jacksonville in Northeast and Southeast regions of the United States. And to add on, 
He also created the ABA basketball team, Jacksonville Giants theme song, and has executive produced for various independent artists, except me, um, including MJ Baker's mixtape, <laughs> um, Just Another Interlude, and her studio album, Feel Something. So, Ooh. yeah, that album Ooh. is exquisite. I've heard it. MJ has been on the show. She's also coming back. Um for the holidays. I can't tell you more about that. But in a, in a, in a nutshell, Mr. Alpete is a DJ. He's a radio host on 93.3 The Beat FM. He's also the curator of Cubicle Mondays, actor, hip-hop artist, and he's a serial entrepreneur. And I have to say that you are a polymath. And that means, in old school terms, a renaissance man, a polymath, is someone who has his hands in everything and is a master of everything. So he's a master of all not none so it's a pleasure to have you here in taste test live welcome 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 thank you thank you thank you for having me what's happening with y'all yeah. good y'all good we great man this is this is good i've been waiting for this day for weeks and weeks and weeks because we we pre-scheduled in advance mm -hmm. yeah 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 you know i i'm gonna i'm not gonna throw shade but i am gonna mention the fact that oddly enough november kind of lined up where everybody that we're interviewing is all black and they're all male mm -hmm. that was not intentional so if you're listening but, but to the podcast. A, but it's a great look, though. It's, it's a, a good it's look. A, it's a great look, yeah. Because, you know, I'm going to say it. We're articulate. Indeed. We're educated. So are you against, are you, are you against great um, women who are talented? Like, Absolutely Are you a feminist not. or something? No, I'm not any of those things. It just kind of, like, lined up that way. It, oh. was, it was how the calendar laid out. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So That's not right. Hopefully in December we'll have a little bit more femininity. Okay. And a little bit more. But um, it's, it's nice to have African-American males celebrate it today okay. yeah. so we have a great one right here with us um i have to say so well, thank it's, you, this is my chance to actually get a chance to 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 know more about who you are and to find out uh, i didn't grow up here but you grew up here and we've had of course probably some similar experiences but then there's probably also some things that have been a little bit different with our career mm -hmm. um can you spend a little time and talk about growing up in the hood growing up in uh, duval First off, I have no clue why your name does not pop up on my Twitter. I'm, 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 I'm actually promoting, but I'm really listening to you guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so promotion is good. I, I'll, I'll, I'll retweet it. I find you. Yeah, yeah. So who? So the question: who Gr Growing that? up in Duval, what was that like? Jacksonville. All right. So uh, I was. My my father was in the military. Was in the army. So shouts out to him as far as uh, Veterans Day flow. Uh, got here in '85. Uh, my mom and uh, dad divorced, and we got here in 85 and was like, all right, cool, we here with the grandparents, and next thing you know, we was here until uh, we've been here. So Duval has always been my home. Grew up on the northwest of Jacksonville. I'm um, a product of uh, Jean Rabault. We were yeah. high school. Okay. Uh, 97 was happening. Um, went to, you know, Joe Washington Carver. Went to Northwestern. Um, everything was cool, man. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't even consider it the hood, but I mean, it definitely was it was definitely a strong middle age type of uh, atmosphere going on. I mean, it was funny because I I, I laugh because I'm like I don't have cable. Well, I, for a long time as an adult, I didn't have cable, but like growing up, we had cable. Yeah. And, like nobody in the neighborhood had cable, so it was a luxury, man. And I I think we uh, my my telephone, the, the the line phone, was only cut off one time ever, but. Ever since then, so and I say that to say that, it, that was like a, appreciation for, for a lot of life that was going on around me because a lot of my peers didn't experience that. Like they didn't have like 
a consistent line phone and um, consistent cable. Like my grandma, you know, I stayed with my grandma, my grandfather, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, you know, they cook like on, on Wednesdays we would eat like actual soul food. Like you know, I would come home on Wednesday nights and eat like an actual dinner, like it was Sunday. Like you know, it was always a, a rich type of atmosphere. Yeah, in my house, you know, it was a lot of love. Um, my grandma opened up the doors for like my family, you know, for them to come through. You know, it was it was, it was the it was the the big mama house definitely. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and in regards to that, so in regards to school as well, you know, learned a lot. Uh, learned about the culture. It's funny because I learned a lot of culture like reading books and reading the magazines, which I got into hip hop a lot and being exposed with my uh, my dad's side of the family. Um, we, you know, I just got a lot of uh, information on that that really wasn't. Uh, prominent in the in, in the streets or whatnot. Right. So but I mean I had my little experiences here and there. So, so I mean, it was your, cool. Your experiences ultimately led <clears throat> you, like once you graduated high school, you went on to college, yeah. you start working in corporate America. Mm-hmm. I, I see you in your cubicle. Obviously the cubicle inspiration. Cubicle music you. Mondays was happening. All right. <laughs> cubicle Mondays. <laughs> shameless plug. Yeah, Shame. yeah. Oh, it's gonna be some shameless plug the whole time. <laughs> we, we appreciate those and we encourage those. But part of part of the um the experience of growing up in Duval and and having those experiences through your fa- through the eyes of your father mm-hmm. or uh, with with that relationship, what led you to become a hip hop artist? So all right, so I guess I'll double back. So when I when we moved to uh, Jacksonville, that's when my mom and dad uh, separated. So my dad uh, stayed in uh, Texas. So we would go there for the summer or whatnot. So, um, but when we was with him, when my mom and, and my dad was together, my dad used to play a lot of music. Like he used to play like so much music. Like he had so many records, and uh, he was a DJ as well. So um, while he was in the army, so. We was exposed to like a lot of music, man. And my mom listened to like a lot of Phyllis Hyman. And my dad listened to a lot of like Jeffrey Osborne, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and um, Michael Jackson. Like I remember me, my dad, and my brother uh, watching the premiere of uh, Thriller. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was it was like a crazy experience, and I remember remember it to this day. So, um, music had all has always been in me, but my dad's side was more the the music aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's side of the family was more uh, gospel in the church, so we got you know the rhythms from that. But my mm-hmm. dad's side, you know what I'm saying? It was, uh, I mean, for lack of a better word, like pro black. But they loved like jazz. My granddad is you know recipes to him, but he loved a lot of jazz. Mm-hmm. So like my uncle, shouts out to uh, Trusky, he got a lot of that music and he exposed me to a lot of that as far as the hip hop. So I was exposed to the MTV. I was exposed to BET, you know, Rap City from over there. And I would just bring it back to my house, bring it back to my uh, my grandma's house and um just try to replicate it. So 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 when you, you start emceeing, did you MC in high school? Yeah. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, um, you, did you have a name? Like uh what so you know, if anybody's listening from back back in 1996, 97. Uh, nah, my, my name is all, has always been, well, I introduced myself as uh, Al Pete, technically when I got out of high school. But um, when I was rapping, I you know, it was just for fun. So it wasn't like I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm just, you know, call me this, call me that. I think it was just the, the guy that was rapping or whatever. And then in school, everybody knew me as Wayne. So it was funny because, like, when I, got out of high school and then I came with this whole Pete um, you know, word. They, they like they like, yeah, what what is this Pete thing? 
But then some kind of put it together. So I was always like Wayne, but I introduced like I guess the world to like Al Pete like after I graduated. But growing up too in my neighborhood, I was always Big Al. So like everybody okay. called me Big Al, but I never like rapped and used the name Big Al. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um. I guess the question I have for you specifically is yeah. why? Why do you do what you do? I love it, man. I, I mean, I know that sounds very, very small and simple, but I just love it, man. And, you know, I have to contribute a lot of that to, to my uncle Truska. I have to, I, Truska. I, I have to contribute that to him because when I used to go to this house, you know, he was a couple years older than me and, um, so he came out of Reigns in night '93, and I came out '97. So, you know, it was you know that whole dynamic of the family. Like you think uncles are supposed to be like ten plus years older right. than you, but you know, for for the sake of family action, like my you know my my uncle was three to four years Pretty older, close than in age, yeah, mm-hmm. but, yeah, but enough for you to look up to him, obviously. Yeah, definitely, definitely, because okay. like when you're younger, it's definitely it definitely seems like he's older. He's younger, but then like now it's like oh we we almost kind of like the same age, but right. so he would have his friends around and he was rapping, and then like I, I I just seen him formulate himself you know into this guy he was like Ice Trey and uh, he went to like uh, Tomei, which ended up the Trusky. So I just seen him grow as an artist. Like I, I it was like I would watch TV and see Rhapsody because all right, so my grandma and all them they didn't like. I can play all that at my at my at my house. Right. We can listen to BET, all that stuff. Yeah. So it's so like it was devil music. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it was like a sneak <laughs> action or whatnot. So when I went over there to my my granddad's house, it was like word. Like I get I get all of it. Like within a weekend. So I get over there like Friday, Friday night to like Sunday afternoonish. So I'm like pushing my head and like like seeing what he's doing. So I'm seeing him grow and and all this stuff as this artist. So you looking at BET and MTV and then turn around and seeing it like in your face, it's like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> this seems very cool to do. Like, I, I even play a saxophone. I play alto saxophone because of him. Because I was like, it just seemed cool to do. And then when I got into it, it was like, wow. Like, I didn't realize how, like, how dope this was. So it just, I just built this love for it and then like I would take it to myself and when I'd be in my room by myself, you know, when you in the you know, the four corners and stuff, it's just like all this other stuff is like boiling in you. Yeah. And then you're put you're you're putting stuff that you learn from outside of your family and outside of your environment, outside of your friends into it. Mm-hmm. So it's like this melting pot and then all of a sudden it was just like, all right, this is this is really what I like to do. Like it was okay. funny because like like, I really got into English, like, at a young age. Like, I just really love English. Like, now that's, like, my favorite subject. But seeing how hip-hop embraces indirectly English, you know what I'm saying, the English right. terms and, and how it, the demographics and, 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 and how people say words, et cetera, et cetera, and, and the punctuations and all that stuff, I, I would just look at it and be like, wow, this is crazy yeah. that they can say this within a minute. Yes. They could tell a whole book within a minute. With a few words. With a few words. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the small version of, you know, 
you know, for the sake of the interview, but it's, it's a small version of what I'm saying. But I just got into it. I just loved it, man. So you I'm, and, and Blue is like itching to ask you a few <coughs> questions. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start first because I, I noticed that you're, <laughs> like I said at the beginning of the interview, uh, both of us have a lot of parallels because I, too, have uh, a strong familial background yeah. on, my, on my dad's side. Yeah. Uh, both both my dad and my mom both like ingrained in church, but then we would sneak off and like listen to stuff right. too, you know, and we would get in trouble for watching Wonder Woman and, you know, Batman <laughs> and Superman. Did you get in and, trouble for watching Smurfs? I did. Okay, because cool. of Gargamel, because he was doing witchcraft. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I mean, going, we should say a story. Yeah, you, you can't watch that in my house. Don't come over here with that on. You got a wrong t-shirt on. You got to take that off. I know you're not wearing a Michael Jackson zip jacket. You can take that oh, off too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely. know, that, that was kind of my upbringing. And, yeah. and you, when you get older, you kind of like break out of that. But, so those those four corners that you mentioned in your creative space, what since you were locked into that room and you got all these influences coming at you, what was one of the very first projects that you actually put out? When was that? So it was like fourth grade. Wow. Uh, so well, and this is this is what music related. It was uh, more so like my teacher telling me, you know, go write a poem, and there's you know it. They explained how poems are supposed to be written. Like they, I remember that uh, my teacher explaining what a haiku was, and I was just like, haikus are like the best thing ever. They are awesome. And <laughs> for the people that's listening, like if you follow me on Twitter or anything I say, if I say a story within six words, I'm always putting six word stories, and I kind of relate that to like haikus and yeah. like English and stuff like that. So uh, they asked me to write this poem, and I'm sitting on the on the step, and I was just like, wow, like I don't know what to write. And then something really just hit me. And then after that, I turned in, I made an A. And I just started, like, putting my words down. Like, I started experiencing things in life, you know, trying to find out, like, why my dad's not around and little stuff like that. And I'm like, let me just write this stuff down. And then I saw, like, hip-hop, I, I gravitated to the to the uh, introspect of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Like, I love everything. I mean, the, the braggadocious part, uh, the battling part, I understand that. But I'm more of the introspective. I like the, you know, people that just thinking and just kind of, I guess, conscious, for lack of a better word. So yeah, um, I gravitated to that, and then that's when I started putting more and more words down. Like, let me write my feelings down and, you know, my frustrations and my happiness down and stuff like that. And I mm-hmm. just try to put it in a, in a rhythmatic form. So... The first time, yeah, like fourth grade, but fourth then like, grade. yeah, like, but like middle school, yeah, I definitely was writing, and then it just developed more and more and more, especially when I got into my saxophone. Oh, when you I play got, sax too? Yeah, alto. See, uh, tenor. Hi, Al- <laughs> <laughs> word, okay, yeah, alto yeah. and baritone. Yep, 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 yep. So like, so final season, I would play baritone, and then like marching, I would play alto until my twelfth grade, and I wanted to be sexually, and I switched to alto, but understanding learning how to like read music mm-hmm. like on a sheet like just actually reading it it was funny because we they would go down the aisle and they'd be like we're gonna play you know off the top of your head or you have to like sight read mm-hmm. and i would just be like killing it all the yeah. time yeah. because it's so so taking that and adding it to all you know into the pot of like all this other inspiration just built me up more to learn how to write how i want to write. so some so, music theory and 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 learning how to read and write music actually help you become a better musician of course yeah that's what's of up. course all right course. so there's there's a few other projects that you you've you've divin, dibbled and dabbled into and um there's some staple things that people that live here work here in jacksonville may have heard they probably don't even know who you are but they've heard 
Mr. Peters' neighborhood. They've mm-hmm. heard the Groove Suite. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, you know, they've heard all these things. What can you tell us? Like, what started the Groove Suite? What started Mr. Peterson's neighborhood? Okay, so I'm trying to make a long story short. No, so, no, please don't. Oh, okay, yeah, word. Just, okay. just, so, just tell the story, man. <clears throat> so I was uh, when I got into DJing. Um, DJing picked off, picked off like very quick. Um, the MC side. It picked off quick as well, but the DJ side seemed like it just happened within a year. So I wasn't wasn't used to that aspect of it. Like I was kind of I trained myself to be ready for the MC side of it. Like I'm like, if somebody want, if somebody gonna come to me and step to me, I'm I'm ready for a battle. Or oh, wow. if I need to like jump on, on 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 some, let me talk about my you know women and stuff like that. I got them. Like, or if I want to talk, if I if I want to get deep in my brain. And, and, and throw some words out and just put stuff together. I, I got it. But with the DJ side, it was a different story because everything picked up so quick. So it was hard. It was difficult for me to learn how to grasp the, the DJ aspect of it. And it's totally different from the MC side. I think a lot of people think that it, it, that it isn't, mm-hmm. but it totally is. So next thing you know, you got Buckets. Next thing you know, you got Indoexo. Next thing you know... Uh, I just I, I discovered Poppy Love Smoke from a play, mm. and Poppy Love Smoke was like my mecca. Like mm. Poppy Love Smoke was my mecca. Speak on that's, I that's when I, I actually intro- got introduced to. Yeah, you. like yeah. I, like I, I like Poppy Love Smoke was my world. Like I felt like I right, this is where I'm at, and but I still was learning in the process. Right, still learning. Like in in kind of like retrospect of things, it seemed like I was the 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 young guy. Around you know around those people, mm-hmm. you know, I probably wasn't, but nevertheless, uh, just with the mindsets and and what other mindsets could possibly do in my mind, I'm like, I'm just DJing for a, a crowd and it's beautiful, it's black people, you know, young professionals, it's great. So then, like, I just got to a point where I just got frustrated, and I felt like I was being, um, being used for like a better word and not being appreciated in, in what I was providing mm-hmm. for uh for, you know, the team that I was with. And at that time the team was, you know, the uh was with the jeans and, and the arrows and 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 rest in peace to Orion. And um I just didn't feel like I was a, a perfect fit and I didn't feel like I was being um appreciated. Mm-hmm. So instead of me kinda like analyzing it and, and being like I guess a grown man about it. I I kind of lashed out. I was like, I just need to just leave this alone. So I I abruptly just left, and I fell into this little spot. And um, I was doing, I was still DJing here and there. And then um, shots out to uh, MJ Baker and shots out to uh, Centurio Thomas. Um, I was DJing at Dupont, and it was like everybody kept saying, "You need to do something, Pete." Like we missed the glossaries. Like we miss uh, oh. rewind old school. <laughs> we miss all this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We miss your your, your presence in it. And then um, it was like, just do your own thing. And it was like, well, maybe you need to just call it Mr. Peterson's Neighborhood or something like that. Like, wow. it, said it, it said it very casually like that. And I was just like. I kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. But I was, but I, I yeah, yeah. I, that's exactly how it was. I was like, I kind of like this. But I always felt like when it came to the music that you need to work with a, a crew of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it needs to be. Uh, uh, a conglomerate it needs to be a circle you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. and even now I still feel like that to a certain extent so it wasn't like that 
So I sat on it for like a year and a half or so before I even like actually made made move to it. And then uh, me and MJ went down to Orlando to view like this. Uh, it was a documentary on like some hip hop stuff, and I just told MJ to ride with me. You know, we go down there and see what's up. And then <laughs> it was funny because every time I ride Orlando, I always when I look at the old Dixie Highway, yeah, <laughs> the the sign or right. whatever, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm kind of I, like, I it's it's a point for me. Yeah, like you you've arrived, you're there. It's, we're right. here. Yeah, exactly. So. When I got there, when I saw the sign, I was sent just hit me with just like, yo, let's just do this party. And then like a week later, uh, Adrian had a spot. Uh, Adrian um, Plummer. Yeah. Pablo Lesmo owner. Mm-hmm. He had a spot, a warehouse spot. And then a week later, we threw our, our first party, our first warehouse party. Mm, and dope. Then, yeah. So after that, it just, it just went from there. So that's how Mr. Peterson's Neighborhood formed. And then... If that formed quick as well, but I had already stepped back and like analyzed how things was happening. Because mm-hmm. remember, I was saying like I had to step back and be like, all right, you know what? Well, I didn't step back when I abruptly left like this whole scene that was going on. So when I left, I I had a lot of soul searching to do. So when I got to Miss Peterson's neighborhood, I had to realize like, okay, this is yours, Pete. You can do yeah. really do whatever that's, that's you want. That's your brand. Yeah, yeah, it's your brand. So, I, but I didn't realize it was a brand. So, when I realized it was a brand, I was like, I want to get something for the sophisticated people in the house. So I was like, let's just call it the Groove Suite. You know what I'm saying? And nice. like, we'll throw the warehouse parties, which is kind of like the sweaty t-shirt jeans. You know, we just have a good time. But then, like, let's do this elegant type of feel. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, and I really wanted to bring the essence back of Papa Love Smoke. Oh when yeah. I, when I yeah, when I tried. when I when I developed the groove suite, like even to this day, like the feeling of it and the uh the power of it, it it definitely has the spirit of popular smoke oh, within yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. So that's how a groove suite happened. The Didn't evolution it? of Mr. Al Pete. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. The the evolving's good. Because I mean, in this whole conversation you've been talking about growth yeah. and and having personal revelations. And those those revelations have allowed you to continually tweak and expand your brand mm-hmm. that you weren't even aware that you were creating. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? No. Okay. Totally. Yeah, that's to- what's up, totally man. right. Totally right, man. Um, yeah, it's funny, and even to this day, it's still funny to do ownership, like to take ownership of a lot of things that occur. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That but, you're responsible for. Right. You created you created uh, avenues for people. You've opened up doors, regardless of whether you were wouldn't admit it or not. I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> and he's that's so a, humble. Yeah, it, you know. It, yeah, I yeah. wish I could kind of. I wish I can go back and like look at myself doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I still probably would be like, eh, it's so devil. You know what I'm saying? I still yeah. probably wouldn't be like, oh, Al, you need to be more humble about this. I I still probably be like, you know, Al, you you worked, yeah, and you wanted to make sure that people that was around you was cool. And I and I and that's like I really embodied the neighborhood aspect of it because mm-hmm. I didn't get that neighborhood aspect when I was with the other people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At times it was like that. And don't get me twisted. Like we're all brothers. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, and and that's why I could say brothers wholeheartedly because you know we go through things. You know what I'm saying? Like we actually battle and we actually like fight and fuss or whatever. Now at the end of it, we might end up in a bad position but nevertheless like what i what i done is, is from a from a, a wholehearted aspect yeah. yeah 
So, so your intentions were pure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, and, of course. And, and that's why you're so successful with it. That's why. Bless and you and you're you're humble and you're you're, you're successful because of it. So yeah, yeah, Bless that's us, a good man. place to be. Blessings. Um, Blue, I know you. You were like, when yeah. You, when I, I, I wanted to be quiet because my stuff is is deep. Well, potent. You, yeah, but I want to take a quick break. Yes, let's and do I, it. I think you did bring some music that we can actually play on the show. Indeed. So we're gonna cut real quick, and we're gonna play. What's the song we're gonna set up first? What you wanna play? Let's do it for my neighbors. For my neighbors. For my neighbors. All right. Yeah. So um set it up real quick for us. What what okay, this is from your new album. Mr. Peterson's Neighborhood. Uh-huh. They came out in July. That's all it's on all platforms. Of course you can go to mrlp.com and grab it. Um it's on Bandcamp, Google, iTunes, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So but this is a song for my neighbors. I really wanted to do a song. Like literally for my neighbors to kind of speak to them and let them know this is like my my thank you track to them, like for all the things that I've went through, you know these people are still here. So this is a real cool jam, man. Hopefully y'all enjoy it. For my neighbors, Mr. Peterson's neighborhood album. Yes, all sir. Right. All right, here we go. Right here on Taste Test Live. I take the time and looking like every comment. Yes, sir. I make a rhyme to make my people feel sonic. Come on, come on. I rock the show to get them tapping on the flow. Spin the jam to make them do it once more. Once more it means a lot, I hope it means a lot to you. I, hope it I need the thing to stick with the crazy glue. Uh, I do this for my fellas and my baby boo. Cause all of y'all my neighbors, how do you feel? Feeling alright. Come on, alright. Come on, alright. Come on, One, riding this trick, uh-huh. be the one to be of extraordinary status. Stopped all the lazy habits uh-huh. and got busy building my own, my ant farm. Uh-huh. Be careful when you buy a log or a brick, cause I learned on Elzo or Boulder. That knowledge got me strengthened in my shoulders. But by the days I pray, this may go this way for my neighbor. I ask that favor, Lord, uh, give me courage that I walk this path that these people check it out. Right, boy, that line kind of tight, but words to the three lines reside. And on my shoes, I'ma keep them toes down and keep y'all with that new. Yes, sir. I take the time and looking like every comment. I make a rhyme to make my people feel sonic. I rock a show to get them tapping on the flow. I spin the jam to make them do it once more. It means a lot, I hope it means a lot to you. I need that thing to stick with a crazy glue. I do this for my fellas and my baby booze. Cause all of y'all my neighbors, how do you we feel it? Alright, come on, alright. Weather man reporter, we the sun, we the ones that keep it in order. I give love to my main supporters, time donors, rhyme rollers. Here's why I call y'all my neighbors, y'all my lifesavers. No telling what I would be doing, I'd probably be pursuing something stupid. Or money getting, but the money hitting at the moment. So we fluent, still head in charge, we moving. All on the block, all in the cul de sacs, fellas. Blowing sacks, and my ladies got my back. Hey, reporting from Jacksonville, FLA, your number one acquaintance, Mr. LP. Now where the party at? Hey, I take the time and looking like every comment. I make a run to make my people feel sonic. I rock the show to get them tapping on the flow. I spin the jazz and make them do it once more. It means a lot, I hope it means a lot to you. I need that thing to stick with a crazy glue. I do this for my fellas and my baby boos Cause all of y'all my neighbors, how do you feel it? Alright, alright, alright I feel it, that's alright 
That who did produce that? Uh, my man Burnerman Jones. Mm. Shouts out to Burnerman Jones. He did that song. He did uh, three three songs on the album. Yeah, three songs on the album. He did uh, Golden Life. He did oh Ice, yeah, he, I like Golden Life. He did yeah. Golden Life. He did Ice Man as well, which we'll be playing next. Uh, almost, yeah, yeah, yeah next, we can, yeah. we can play that. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, Burnerman Jones. Shouts out to him. Black Chain Gang in the house. So what what made you put this album out? Why why did you put it out now, as opposed to a couple years ago? Very good question. Very good question. Um, I woke up and felt like I needed to do it. Um, 2016, um, I had, I felt like I was at a position where I was like, all right, cool. Like, looking back, because I, I learned how to look back at, you know what I'm saying, everything that I that I did. <clears throat> and, and and remember, and, and we doubling back, when I was saying how I had prepared myself so much for the MC side, but I never prepared myself for the DJ or even the entrepreneur aspect of me. Whatever. So, and I want to say this real quick. Had I known that Papa Love Smoke was going to shut down, mm. like, if I was in the mindset that, I was, that I'm in now, back then. It would have been a takeover. It, it, it would it it, have it never happened. Right. But I realized, where, you know, where I was in life and... I don't think I was in the position to do that, and respectfully so. So, to to double back on that, so 2016, I was like, all right, cool. Son about to graduate. He was giving me all kind of, you know, mischief. <laughs> That's what they do at that age. <sighs> Goodness gracious, yeah. I mean, we, we did it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I did it. Well, no, I didn't do it. I mean, I didn't do it to the degree like how he did it. Yeah. He was definitely like a mirror of my brother. Shouts out to Whiskey Pete. That's on the album. Yes. Um, every album. On every album. <laughs> Indeed. So, 2016, I was like, all right, cool. You know, we're doing good. We got Fly Size and Tees. That's going great. You know, we got Groove Suite. That's going great. Um, we started the, the podcast. Shouts out to uh, Sasha Thumper. For, yeah, uh, for for actually giving me the the energy to to the prolific even writer, she's an amazing writer. Oh yeah, of course, man. Yeah. A beautiful woman, man. Mm-hmm. A beautiful woman. So, um, so I looked at all that stuff, and was just like, all right, cool. I want to get back on the MC tip because I feel like I was kind of getting away from my MC side of it, which is my number one love, as, as far as the music wise. Like, if I could just be a rapper, I'll just be a rapper. If I, yeah. I mean, like read books and just go, you know, travel somewhere and then come back and just write and just yeah. be like, so I love that aspect of it. So I was like, this is a good time for me to kind of give a synopsis of like where I'm at and, you know, where I want to go. So Mr. Peterson's Neighborhood, I mean, of course, the the, the, the title of it, the, the the name title just seems like a cool name. You know what I'm saying? You can put it on the shirt. You can put it on. Yeah. <laughs> you can do anything. With, you know, if you, if you want to get uh, laundry detergent. <laughs> Call it Mr. Peter's neighborhood. <laughs> That's how, whatever it was. So it was it was just cool that it was there. So I said I was gonna do this album like, yeah, all right, Mr. Peter's neighborhood. So I just started thinking a little bit more and more into it. But then like a lot of things started occurring that kind of pulled me away from it. So um Dewan graduates. 
Um, Jay graduates the same year. Um, Mr. Peterson's Neighborhood has like a, a conglomerate type of thing going on. And um, that kind of, you know, it, it, it you know, it, it went a different way than the way that I wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. I got to pull myself back and, 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 and get me back. And I was like, I need to touch. I need to touch on. I need to get creative. I need to get on my on my on my creative tip. If I want to go forward, I felt like I just really needed to get creative with what I was doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, 2017, really locked in and was like, all right, you know, this is the vibe I want to go with. And it's funny because between like June 2017 to like this year, earlier this year. I had a lot of songs that I wanted to do, but I didn't do, and they actually weren't even on the album. But then I just woke up one morning, and was just like, "All right, cool. This is how I want to. This is how I want to get busy with it." So I locked in, and 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 just made it happen, man. And hollered at the people who I need to holler at as far as production, um, as far as like uh, skits. Um, Shouts out to my man Nas Cal being an executive producer with me. You know what I'm saying, my homie. That's that's been there for me from from day one, as far as with the music tip. So I just at that time I was just like this is this is where I'm at. Like this is what Mr. Peterson's neighborhood is. Like I yeah. felt like if I probably would have thrown it out in two thousand sixteen, it would have been a different story. Like yeah. it would have it would have seemed more polished. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I felt like give you know, when I gave it in July, it was polished, but at the same time too, it it, it definitely has like the rough edges on it. And I want people to see both aspects of it, you know what I'm saying? Because I really think people look at me and be like, oh, he's the life of the party. Like, when I walk in the door, they're like, where's the party at? Yeah. Where's the music at? <laughs> you bring it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where's that smile at? You know what I'm saying? Like, where's that cool ass at? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, between definitely between 2016 and 17, like, I really, I really wasn't going through anything, like, bad. But it was just, like, life stuff. And I was transforming as a person. Sure. Like, but it was a funny transform. It wasn't like, you know, when you go through stuff and you just like, I don't know what to do. Oh, God, you know, life is, you know, a burden on my back, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't like that. It was just like, it was more so like a fed up. Like I was a fed up, like, all right, I need to come back and, and, and focus on me for a minute. Yeah. And it was that was hard to do. It's like being at the crossroads and you, you can choose which direction you want to go in. Yeah. Whether you want to go back or you want to move forward and take some of the stuff that you learned in the back yeah for sure yeah okay. for sure yeah man it was yeah it was hard to do that it was hard to, to be like you know i had to tell a lot of people like listen i i got your back i'm cheering but i'm cheering i'm gonna cheer from the back yeah because i i have to do this part like i have to like go down this road for a minute and I'm thankful that i went down this road like I, we are too that yeah. we, we actually have a product that's that's great and 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 yeah. speaking back going back to mj baker feel something shots out to mj baker was happening yeah she that that particular album i have to say is probably one of my up. favorite my favorite albums and i feel like it's grammy worthy yeah oh, of course yeah it, it really is i mean the sound um the production quality what's the word what's the word you said when uh, i listened to that podcast like it was a word that you said when she walked in like it was like an aura it was like a oh, her she was giving off some pheromones <laughs> yeah that's what it was i remember she's sitting that right guy. there yeah, yo right, the right, show right. ain't the show ain't in the, the star the, and he the, said the that when i was like, yeah. I was like this, <laughs> guy, this guy yeah i mean it's like she was all it was all in my face like yeah. you know you can't help it yeah, you know man. wow 
she's definitely so, she's definitely a, a very great attribute, man. Like a like a yeah. full attribute. Yeah. To like a lot of stuff that I got going on in my life and just you know just business wise, man. She's just a great person. Yeah. So, and that was fun, man. Like even when we did when we did the mixtape first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was fun, man. Like it was cool to just nope. be like, like you know, I like I met her and was like, oh, like you sang great. <laughs> like you're <laughs> like like you're awesome like period. like yeah. yeah it's like all those words so she ended up being on my album uh fish in the forest it was funny because i, I gave her an idea and then like 30 minutes later like she had recorded on her phone and sent it back to me Dang. that's her that's her yeah. like full and i was like all we gotta do is just transfer this to like the studio <laughs> <laughs> and then when she got in the studio like she killed it like wow. she no problem. So then, like, when we got into the mixtape, you know, she, you know, we talked and built on a lot of stuff, man. And mm-hmm. she said she wanted to do the mixtape. You know, well, we, we said, let's just do a mixtape just to be, you know, have fun with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great, man. So her going into her album, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and developing this album was, was, you know, it was a good journey for her. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, you were there. You were on the production, executive production side? Or executive, production side? executive production side. Yeah. Uh the production side, nah, I went on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Me and all these, and shouts out to all the musicians in the house, man. And, uh, you know, I I have a I have a uh, real thin love for musicians, man. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. they, you know, they 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 feel like they can just do what they want to do, man. And and I'm not that type of guy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I am not that guy. Yeah. Like I like to work. I like yeah. to, you know, what I'm saying if you if you if you're going to be a musician, artist, photographer. Uh, Barbara, whatever the case may be, like I, you know, we need to own up to it. You, you have to have some type of ownership to That's it. it. But it came out well, you know what I'm saying. But it was. I'm, I'm gonna go back to a, the guest before Corey Duvall said something at the very end his interview. He said, "You're accountable." Yeah. Yeah. So you know, if you're in the industry, regardless of whether you're you know, on on the production side, you're behind the scenes, you're in front of the mic, behind the mic, on in the audience. You're accountable yeah. for what you put out, and yeah. um, that that's fully accountable. Fully accountable. Yeah, like it's 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 unfortunate too, man, because we have to we have to swallow a lot of yeah. a lot of pride. We have to do a lot of things because at the end of the day, like that consumer and these people don't see nothing else but the barber. They see nothing else but a blogger, a podcast, a, a photographer, an artist. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't care. Don't care nothing about anything else. Yeah. And that's how I felt when it came to the executive production side. I'm just like, like we're paying you guys, right? You know, outside outside of uh, paying, because I don't want to make people make it seem like I'm just like about this, this right, 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 like right. that. It's just the the aspect of it. It's just like, look, you said you you, you said you played the guitar, play it, play it. <laughs> no, for you real. want you, for real. you you want you want to create music? Let's create music. You want to cut hair? Cut it. And 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 shouts out to Corey Duvall, man. I mean, I, I like I like we've all seen this guy grow, yeah. like grow. Cut my hair. And he was saying he saw us grow. <laughs> we, we see, we all see, we see everybody yeah. grow. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, but nevertheless, that was a, you know, that was an interesting. Like I would do it again though, as far as the executive uh, producing side of it. I mean, I've done some stuff, stuff that people know, some stuff that's kind of in the in the cut. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, I don't mind doing it again. Okay. I just had to get myself off first. I, I'd like you on my team. Let's do it, man. What? What? what hey, off record. Talk. We, we'll yeah, talk, we we'll we, we could talk. We could chop that Indeed. up. Indeed. So blue, 
Finally. Before He's you itching. explode. <laughs> yes. Jesus. He's a- <laughs> I was like, man. Before this room turns blue. Yes. <laughs> the floor is yours, man. Go you sure? It. Yeah. Okay. I'm done talking. I'm I'm done asking all these random questions that just kind of pop up as we go along. Nah, you know that's how great, man. Going. These are some great questions, man. Now listen, I got I got four or five questions. You just need to give me short answers. But um, before I give you the questions, I want you to understand the premise of how we used to cross paths and never met each other. Definitely. So I went to high school with Milton Branson. Mm-hmm. We was in a rap group, mm-hmm. and we had a rap group that went against. Um, it was called Broken Cipher. Uh, Brooke, you know Brooke, the rapper. He called him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot what his rap name. Troy. Um, uh, you know what's? I, I know Brooke. I, mean, I just can't think of his name right. I can't now. think of his rap name. But anyway, so we <laughs> was always rapping. We'd go all around rap stuff like that. So I met. You know, I went to school with Tough Junkie. Indeed. And then, um, and then I started uh, working with. Um, um, shout out to uh, you know, I don't know you remember Wax and Eighty that little rapper Wax is yeah of course oh by the way Eighty be listening from prison shout out to Eighty yeah shout out to Eighty you know man what I'm hold your head man hold yeah, your head yeah so indeed. icon so he introduced me to a lot of the um you know like you know street you know rappers and then and matter of fact I, through Eighty I met Mal Jones yeah um. And so, you well, know, I got... Was, well, she was Molecule at the time. Molecule. Molecule. <laughs> He's still yeah. Molecule. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, back when I was growing up, my only my only insight of hip-hop, because, you know, of course, you know, my parents, was they was not into listening to, mm-hmm. you know, they was into the church. My dad was a minister. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have cable, so I used to listen to, you know, box uh, that came on, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That, so, that's all I knew. Right. So <laughs> Which was on for, like... A season, oh, right, that, a yeah. yeah. It came on. It was it was blowing up in the in the hoods, but yeah, it, was, it was gone. It like was gone, yeah. so quick. Yeah. So when I got in high school, I was trying to find my identity because I grew up in church and I was trying to find myself. And I think I knew of Corey Duval at the time, but um, I got into this little hip hop world. So I used to always be around. Uh, we used to call him Q. Um, used to always be around him. Then I met Venom. So Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we got around. Then I got started going to hip hop hell. So then when I started mm-hmm. finding out about you. I my my understanding of a lyricist was, was from Milton Branson. Like I Indeed. like he was he was rapping. Like he was like like lyrically rapping. So anyway, mm-hmm. do you feel if we had social media back then, do you feel like your your like when you first started, do you feel like social media would have took you further than where you are now? Or of, you Of course. Of course. Okay. Of course. But at the same time too, I appreciate what happened back in the day versus yeah. like now because you know, the 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 whole gatekeeper thing has like totally like deceased. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, the the roles of of a gatekeeper, the roles of a of a tastemaker, all that stuff has deceased. Like it it wasn't like that when you know back in 08, 09, You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like when we was pressing up CDs, like we would have to ride like miles away to get CDs pressed up, and like all to go to a place downtown and like pass them out for free. Yeah. Praying that somebody would listen to it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that, that isn't the factor anymore. Yeah. Like it's it's not the factor because social media, on all platforms, all social media platforms, you're able to post your music, you're able to promote it, you're able to do yeah. anything. Yeah. And if you understand the culture, on top of the technology aspect of yeah. it, then you really kind of like you're winning from jump. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you have you have a head start before you even like release your first song. Yeah. Um, like we, remember we used to cut demos 
Yeah. There's no such thing as we cutting down. drive all the way to Vision Sound, Orange Park. I am saying. Like, we, we, we never had to. Like, now people don't even have to. And do it at home. Cut a demo. They, yeah. You know, the, the, the cost Put out is, the album, yeah. Yeah, they just put out the album. Like, yeah. SoundCloud uh, embraces that. People get deals off SoundCloud alone. Yeah, I know. Alone. So. Russ. <laughs> SoundCloud rapper, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next thing I want to talk about. Um, we need, Jacksonville need, like, a hip-hop historian. Like, um, it's been said that you're part of the culture of hip-hop. Like, you're revered as someone who who helped push the envelope of hip-hop music. Oh, um, right, right. I mean, that's all. Um, yeah, I mean. Whoever you know, said that, thank you. Yeah, so so your name is <laughs> your name is always coming up in, your name, like, in the hip-hop realm in the world of Jacksonville. Your name right. always come up as, uh, you know, as a top-tier rapper here in Jacksonville. And, you know, of course, my thing is, do you feel, now this is just a personal question to you. Let's go for it. Like, do you feel like you, like if you had a group, do you feel like y'all could have been what Tribe Called Quest is in New York, to, in Jacksonville? Like, you know, Jay, you know, it was a Jay, what's his name? Uh, my Tribe Called Quest people? Yeah, like I'm talking uh, about like tri- the, the actual group. I'm not, I'm, I'm talking about the actual group. Like you, Terry, when I, when I see you, that's our video that Terry posted. Today, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like, like Terry, Elias, well, Milton Branson, Tuan. Uh, y'all remind me like the Jungle Brothers. Y'all remind me of like <laughs> uh, 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 the Native Tongues. Yeah, Native like, Tongues. Like, and... Yeah, that's what we was. Well, we had an album called The Family that came out. Yeah, The Family. Like 2010, yeah, 2011. So I'm saying, what? Like, like, do y'all think y'all would have like, you know, like could have had that sound? Because y'all have y'all own sound. But indeed. But when I listen to you, I you know I, I think about Fonte. I think about you know Foreign Exchange, like people who had groups. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like y'all could have been like? The, the voice of Jacksonville when it comes to hip hop. Like, y- y'all. And in, 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 in that regards, yeah, of course. Dang. Yeah, of course. Because y'all dope. Like, I, I, Terry, yeah, Venom. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Like, like, all y'all dope. It was funny because I was watching uh, Hip Hop Evolution um, season oh, two. Netflix. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it, listen, it's, it's, you know, this is crazy. Like, because I've been up since like. I think 11 o'clock last night and I, and I could not go to sleep for You've been up since 11 p.m.? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Cause you was watching it all. Don't. No, 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 no. I just, I, I ate, sat on the sofa, fell asleep, woke up, and was like, all right. And I tossed around for like an hour and a half too. And I got up, so I did some homework, and then um, I, I, I binge watched basically the hip hop evolution. So they was talking about, and I have, I'm still trying to figure out why I'm, why I'm up like this. I don't think <laughs> nothing is in my. I, <laughs> I know y'all looking at me like, oh god, so that, that happens to me. Doing interview. <laughs> I think, I think you might meet my brother like separated at birth or something. This kind of crazy because I go yeah. through that. My circadian rhythm gets off every once in a while. Yeah, it's like it's, just, it's like very random. It's yeah. it's like yeah, very, yeah. It, you don't even know it's coming. Right, you just like wind up. So yeah, I watch hip hop hip hop evolution and they they broke down um, New York in, uh, particularly. They talked about the native tongues and they talked about Wu Tang and how uh-huh. Wu Tang was a Staten Island. They was they was forgotten. And how Native Tongues was so, uh, you know, they talked about both groups and how prominent they was. And I'm thinking, you know, so answering your question, that totally could have been the case here. That's what I was, yeah. It's totally, it totally could have been the case here. And it still could be the case now. Yeah, it ain't too late. It, it, it's, it's not too late at all. And, I mean, we, we build in how we build. But as far as with that, with the name that, you know, that you, the, the, the comparison to it, it totally could be that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but, again, people got to work, though. Yeah. 
Um, let, me get let me get into something <laughs> juicy. Um, a lot of people don't know this. When when in when uh, when the cats downstairs came out, um, me and Al Pete joined forces with a promoter, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Quincy, and we started French Kiss Fridays, and um, and we had some issues. Me and Al Pete individually and personally had in, um, problems with the owners of Indoexo when they took over. And so, um, you know, me and Al Pete never really talked about it too much after that situation. But there would be times when promoters would, you know, come attack Pete on social media. So anyway, so I was li- so when I listened to the album when it came out in July, I-, I always wanted to reach out to you, but I just never got around to it because I actually listened to your album a lot. But there well, was a song. You, I appreciate that. Indeed. There was a song called, uh, um, hold on, what's the name of it? I'm trying. I'm trying to get him to say it instead of me. Saying yeah, it. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna feed him. You're gonna feed him to something. Oh, you talking about that song? Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, let's right. talk about that. No, what's the what's the name of it? Uh, uh, under pressure. Under pressure. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so um, when I listen to Under Pressure, and the reason I, the reason I kind of get stumped because yeah, you have is a thir- thir- was it Thankful Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a slash. Anyway, so when I was listening to it, you had uh, mentioned um, <laughs> uh, artists. Uh, you mentioned like artists messing, you know, like effing the promoters. And you must like it. And then you had one uh, statement saying that um, this person claims he's the king of Duval. Uh, and then, you know, it was so many lyrics like, was there a particular promoter or were you talking about? Yeah, I, 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 when I said, so I gave smoke to a. A brother who claimed he run the veil, but all he ever is will, all he ever is and will be is dollar bill. So I respond a bit. <laughs> let him know that. Let him know he treat folks like Ronnie and Tricks. So if you seen the movie Players Club, you, you you'll know, know that. I, <clears throat> you know what that was. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, just to make a a, a quick, a, a, a short story. So I was talking about uh, Arrow. Remember we talked. Uh, we talked about the, <laughs> the whole brother situation. The whole the whole brother thing. Now, now, like. This is the same guy that came and asked me to do the first pop. I mean, the first uh, glossary. Glossary. Yeah. The first Jay Z glossary. Yeah. And there's been plenty of other events that I've done for him outside of the glossary. So like, the brainchild of the glossary was Arrow. Right. He brought me into it. Then he brought Gene into it, and uh, brought Orin into it. So, <clears throat> so. Oh, is that the phone? Okay. So, we building as brothers, you know what I'm saying, and it just wasn't a lot of uh, a lot. It wasn't a lot of communication that was going on. So a lot of things that was going on inside and outside of camp. Nevertheless, regardless of what was going on, I was I was politicking with him. Like I was like sticking up for this guy. Like you know what I'm saying. Like it's been plenty of times I was like on his side. Like nah, don't worry about it, man. You know what I'm saying. They tripping. We going we know we moving forward for the culture, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the fast forward, the last show that I did for him was the whole uh I can't Eric Robeson. Oh well, that Rob- was a dope show, but you can see the things falling apart behind the scenes. Well, actually it well it actually went cool. I mean, of course, you know, I, I feel like people need to do promotions more. I feel like people need to make more effort in, in, in certain aspects of it. I think a lot of people uh Respectfully, not respectfully, in Duval, I think they want. I mean, you know, they want to. They want to have that title, but they don't want to put the work into it. Like they don't want to do the work that comes with the title. Did so, Arrow put in work? I mean, he did what he did. I mean, he he has this common thing that he does. Like he just get online and says, "I'm throwing the show, blah blah." But then, like when he has a show and nobody comes, it's like, 
Then he starts bashing Duval. And I can't stand that. Like, I'm like, listen. Y'all be going at it online. <laughs> well, who are we talking about? You and Errol at, at, back well, at Well, b- before this situation happened, he used to do it. And, like, he would come to me and, like, he would call and be like, man, you know, Duval tripping, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm like it's just a, it's a process, G. Like, you can't be out here online saying... Duval sucks or Duval ain't supportive. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And if I can interject too, because I I'm I can't say I'm guilty of that because I, I don't I don't do that. But I I know people that actually post on social media, thinking that's the end all be all of marketing, and then when they don't get the results they want, they blame yeah the city or whatever. You can't just post on Facebook. You can't just post on Twitter or Instagram. Back. And expect your, you know, people to show up at your event. Right. People remember. You got to do, you got, like you said, you got to do the work. Now, I feel like the the people in this room, if we said something about Duval, like, I feel like it's okay. I know, I, I feel like we can pull back how we, how we pull back. Because we, we have the rights. It's almost like Duval is like our, our, our kid or whatever. Like, we can talk about our kid, but nobody else can't talk about it. And at the same time, too, you're not going to disrespect your kid to that, to, to that, that extent, magnitude. Right, yeah. So, but he was like going in, yeah. Like, like he always was going in, going in, like always for years. And I'm thinking about all the stuff that the like these other people was doing for him, including myself. I'm like, look, G, you got you got to calm this down. So then, like, you know, a situation happened where they wanted to do the opening act, and I thought <laughs> it was too much. I'm like, right. why are you charging these people all this money? And like. Oh, what was it? I th- it was funny because Gene's Gene said this. Shouts out at Gene dot com, man, <laughs> and that's 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 my brother, man. You know, that's my brother, right? And um, he was like, you know, Al, you like the Al Sharpton of people screenshotting your messages, so so texting me. <laughs> so I was like, man, I'm just gonna say something. You know what I'm saying? Like this can't happen in our culture. Like these people looking at us crazy, yeah. Because they're not look, they're not just looking at Errol. They're looking at like. All of us, like yeah. you know, they're thinking that whatever event they go to, it's going to have this Duval mentality. Mm. I'm gonna keep throwing, keep throwing Corey in, in, in as my example. When I go to his shop, and I rarely go in there, but when I go in there, I, I don't feel like I'm in. I mean, I get a Duval presence because I know Corey yeah. is from Duval, and yeah. he he embodies that all day. But mm-hmm. his his experiences and his work ethic, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. It's not. It shouldn't be limited to Duval. So, is that disrespecting Duval? No, it isn't. It's just showing that I'm going to put more work into my into my work ethic and make it grow. You, you which will which will ultimately enhance Duval. Yeah, you can't do that when you're yeah. sitting here bashing it down. So everybody's kind of like, okay, well, he's saying this, he's saying that, he's saying this, that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a tug of war, mm-hmm. and then everybody like, all right, well, I'm gonna go to it. And then when something happens with the, the smallest things, everybody's looking like. Oh, he did say that. Oh, it's a problem. So then now nobody wants to come and and patronize us. And then you know, then the artist is like, oh, nobody, you know, like it, it snowball effect. So yeah, nevertheless, yeah. nevertheless, nevertheless, I called him out. Yeah, online was just like, dude, you're not in these streets. You really have no right to say a lot of the things that you're saying because I don't see you anywhere. You know yeah. what I'm saying? At these parties, at these events, you know, promoting these people, this and the yeah. third. And then when he came back and said. You know, I get paid for this. I don't have to come out and support it. I was just like, all right, fellas. Like, I'm, I'm looking at the crowd like, all right, crowd, y'all see this, right? 
do he whatever. Himself on that one. Yeah, so it it snowballed into like this big thing, and it's like, and I spoke about it in my verse, like, you know, I felt like I was standing up for my people. Yeah, and 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 it was funny because like the the same day I walked in uh, Orange Park Mall, was grabbing something to eat, and um saw one of my homies that rap, like, what's up, Al? This that blah blah blah, and then like he was like, yo man, like I really appreciate you standing up for like Duval artists. Yeah. And I was like... Yeah, it went viral. I was like, wow. But then you had some people, too, that was like, ah, that wasn't the right place to say that. da 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 So when I'm getting all this, getting both of these ends, it's put me in a, in, 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 in a, in a situation. Didn't the show even flop? Like, they didn't even perform? Yeah, it was like... They didn't even show weeks, yeah, couple, They didn't get paid or something? Yeah. Wow. So let's not spill all the tea <clears throat> today. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of talk that we can talk <laughs> no, about. No, it, it just yeah. No, no it, it's, it's a lot of talk that we can talk about. When, all right, when the, when moving the, on. When it's off, but. Last question. Last question. Um, before I ask this question, uh, my first house party that I've been to um, after I left high school in my adult years was that party. Maybe it was like maybe six years, maybe eight years ago. Tan threw something at um, threw something at somebody's house, and it was a like you and Gene. And this is when I first. This is like oh, right so before it was a to and fro. It was the, the two and fro. Yeah, uh, right, the two and fro, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it at the um, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. God, that part that of was, Right. Yeah. That was my first time actually seeing you and Al Pete really, like, y'all was at somebody's house um, doing y'all thing. And I was like, to me, y'all was like, if y'all would have stayed. It was UNG.com. Okay, cool, cool, Y'all was like the, like, at that time, y'all was like the club. That was like the number one club duo. Like, y'all just had like a little system. Y'all was in sync. Like, when I see, you know, sorry, Gene, when I see him with uh, Maestro, you know, I love Maestro. Uh, Gene, that's my boy. But it was just something about you and y'all was like had some kind of symbiotic relationship, <laughs> man. I mean, y'all <laughs> rock poppy. Like, I was like, wait a minute. I felt like uh, House Party 3. <laughs> like, yeah. I was yeah, like, man. like, everybody was dancing and then Gene's so funny, just getting on the mic, telling jokes, and then he's cutting up, and you, it's just like y'all didn't have to look at each other. You would just stop. He would talk, and like you know, he was you know he was like the DJ selected, and you would come in and do. I was like, oh my! And at that moment, I forgot it was like an out of body, out of body experience. Like I forgot yeah. that you was a rapper, so I can understand why you say, you know what, I'm forgetting about this. This rapping side, yeah. of me, you know what I'm saying? Because we had that talk. Remember at that wedding in 2016? I think Damien performed. Isn't that crazy? Remember Golly, that? Bro. Yeah, <laughs> full circle. You remember that wedding you performed yeah. at with Tommy? Yeah, Al there are many, many circles that the three of us were present. It was like we were a staple. <laughs> I mean, the band, the photographer, and the DJ. Right. Yeah, but I just yeah. remember me and him had a conversation. He said, man, I just feel like I need to do something. And it's 2016. Uh-huh. Yeah, you say, man, I need to do something. He said, I just feel like I'm, I need to do something else. And then that's when you started the um, Groove Suite. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Groove Suite. No, was it, was, it was a... Uh, the Groove Suite, like it was, a, it was the podcast around that time. The podcast, yeah, 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 and the party yeah. and the events. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. So wow. So anyway, my last question is: Do you feel like, like when it comes to, like, could you and Al Pete, I mean, you and uh, Gene dot com can still rock a party like that? Of course, we we um, I mean, even with the unfortunates, man. You know, and I'm gonna um, real quick, you know, rest in peace. Is, is, oh uh, yeah, son, son Desmond. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, rest in peace. To- yeah, his son. So losing him, son. So, you know. The funeral was that day, oh. and uh, well, the funeral was Friday, and we did uh, the Rebound and Rains uh, event, yeah. the, the the pet rally. Yeah, he's and he came. He, listen, you know, shouts out to 
Jean, shouts out to uh, Dilo, shouts out to my, uh, my classmate Danielle Campbell, shouts out to uh, Miss Tan. You know, within two months, they lost their sons. Yeah. Like, all them lost their sons. And I love all them people. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so just to see them doing what they're doing, man, they strong, man. They strong. So even with, like, the pressures of Gene, like, the, the, he buried his son the same, same day. And I was thinking to myself, like, he ain't coming. But he came and he rocked out with me. Like, me and him jumped on it. We rocked out. Mm. But And, and you know, it, yeah, like, like literally. Mm. So much to be said about that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, Gene, yeah. like, Gene will forever be my brother, and we will, we will forever be the the dynamic duo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Serious, something. It's just like riding the bike, man. And it, like, like I said before, it's, it's like we, like, we brothers. Yeah. Like that's how brothers rock. That's it. You can, you can be going away for many years, but when you come back around somebody who you love and, and, and admire and appreciate and respect, wow. It's like riding a bike, G. You just, you just jump you back. You are on. your brother's keeper. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and me and Gene have, you know, Gene has seen me at, at my, my, my bottom. You know, and I, and I, I've witnessed Gene, you know, being at his bottom. And it's, it's, it's very remarkable that he can come up and be like, all right, we, we you know, we're going to rock this thing. Yeah. So it's never, it's, it, we're like, we can be 50, 60 years old. We ain't got to. We ain't got to practice to do nothing. Mm. We we gonna jump back on this thing and make it rock. You yeah. know. Yeah. Always. Mm, 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 mm. Shout out my brother. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Gene dot com. Uh, my condolences to the families all indeed, mentioned today. Indeed, and, man. indeed, I mean these. I I sit back and I see there was another loss on Facebook this week. Another person um, in in the hip hop industry. Oh, Kyle. Yeah. Okay. Kyle. Yeah. 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 Chef yeah. Rock, man. Yeah, my my yeah, my apologies on that. Chef Rock. Yeah. May he rest in peace as well, man. Very big so, pillar um, of hip hop. Man, I tell you, it this the this conversation though has been very fruitful. And I think you know, I learned a whole lot about you and I see a lot of uh types and shadows, a lot of similarities with my journey yeah. and your journey, even though And congrats your album too, man. What's that? You release album? You release album like what, a month ago? I just put something out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just put a fifth, like a fifteen to seventeen minute project, and it just streams straight through. There's no stop. I see the, I see, him, I, I see him release a see. Like, I'm Y'all on, I'm connect. on Twitter. Shouts out to Twitter, Mr. LP. Y'all follow me? Um, <laughs> and he drops that album, and I'm like, oh word, okay. <laughs> and it was funny because like maybe like a day before, I was like. We need all the Duval artists to like Just drop to albums, out, yeah. and then the next day he drops something. I was like, "Word, yeah, that was a good idea too." Yeah. I think you yeah. should do that. The reason I but do, I guess, gotta, I, I put together. that out because you know, in this age, and you can, I know you could attest to this. In this age of social media, if you if you don't put anything out, if you're not if you're not constantly in the face, you become irrelevant. Oh uh, yeah, you become forgotten. So, you know, the, the true definition of a legend is a person that's not forgotten. Indeed. I'm not saying I'm a legend by any means, but I've been doing this music thing since 1995, yeah. since before some people were born. And um, and for whatever reason, personally, I did not. I didn't get the commercial success because I wanted to maintain my own artistic control. I didn't want anybody to say, we want you to show up wearing this. We want you to put some gold teeth in your mouth. We want you to grow some dreads. You know, can you wear your saggy pants? I didn't do those things. And I, I kind of allowed my own self to kind of create my own I was the I was the one that created the term independent artist because I was doing it way before everybody else was right. 
And, um, major, you know, you put in the work. Major respects, G. Major respects. But, you know, hey, I, pretty soon I'll have an executive producer named, you know, Al Pete on my project. Let's do it, brother. And, and all you guys who think <laughs> I've been putting out that garbage all of them years, y'all better start shaking in your boots because I'm coming it, for it, you. It ain't garbage because let me tell you something. Oh, yeah, you know what? You said something about the historian aspect of it. Yeah. What was we talking about? I forgot, but... No, I was saying that we... We, we definitely... Need, we, we, need we need one. We need a local. To just, yeah. To just, like, uh, you know, like, you know, kind of chronicalize and, and put yeah. together, like, all the artists that's making... Oh, of course. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, with your... Like, with all the stuff that you put out, like, you know, would you put out something, let's say, 2019 or whatever, like, if it gets to that, you know, w- well, when it gets to that point, because mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna speak this and... Oh, yeah. We're going to speak this out. Oh, yeah. People are going to, like research it all and it's going to all make sense to to the to the right person to everybody mm-hmm. so don't don't say it's cracker it's not the third like this people are going to go back and be their own historian. they're going to try to find the stuff i'm trying to hide and bury <laughs> but it's going to make sense though like to the right person they're going to be like i really understand damien now you know what yeah. i'm saying like i really get him mm-hmm. like all the all the work that you've done like mm-hmm. all the you know like for a minute like blue was like killing like the hosting scene. I and, remember. And throwing events and stuff like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that stuff needs to be spoken upon. Like, it was funny because when we did the... Uh, House of Soul? No, no, no. We did... Uh, no, that's my recent. We did Tasha Porter's... Uh, Shouts out to Tasha Porter. We did her. Oh, yeah. And I saw you with the camera. I'm like, I ain't seen Blue with the camera. <laughs> I'm in it. I'm like, this guy here. I forgot yeah. he did it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but like, people are going to look back and be like, you know, you know, put those pieces together. Yeah. So we definitely need a historian, man. And I think... You know. you know who would be good? The guy from Boomtown. Stephen Dare. Yeah, Stephen yeah. Dare. I think St- and Stephen has a heart for Duval. Yeah. He has a heart yeah. for music. He mentioned you before. I he mentioned- got my first start yeah. as a band, even still, when even still started, before even still ended and became the Groove Coalition. I was, I was thinking like, yeah. even still came, okay. Yeah, I mean, it was me, Tommy Bridgewater, and Howard Green. We started with a drum machine. Uh, and yeah. we did two gigs in one night. Yeah. We were playing Soul Top Saturdays with a drum machine. Did you play... Yeah. I did. I did. I did. So yeah, I said it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> them circles together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Because I hosted one, the last one before they ended. Because Quincy and all them. Yeah, yeah. And shouts out to the promoter too, man. I, you know, I don't want people. Th- well, eh. I don't want people thinking I'm just like. Are you an Arrow? Are you an Arrow cool now? We have. We haven't spoke. Okay. Um, you and Quincy cool because he, he's he's about to open up a new club I, actually, I saw that man I viewed it it's gonna be really dope um, I'm thinking about joining the team for, you know do my own thing there so yeah I can I can see uh I can see Quincy's heart changing I think it's yeah you're not yeah you're not yeah. the same person evolution's that's, good that's, growth is good yeah, yeah. It's, it's but good. at the same time too like this is a real small story man but like <laughs> when he was doing this is when it was tearing over like the table <laughs> like if you see me come to a gig and I and I put this table up like I have my own table that same table I put up is a, is the table that um, when he was to do first Fridays at Terranova, mm-hmm. and he put me in that room like it's yeah. like a, the, the studio room. I was like, what? And he didn't have no table for me. He was like, well, you better go get one. And I'm thinking myself like, this is this is first Friday, right? Like first Friday is like major. Yeah. So I had to run across the thing to uh, to Lowe's <laughs> and buy a table. So every time I look at that table, it definitely puts me in a, in, a, wow. in a not in a in a bad space. It just put it it reminds me like wow yeah. of the struggles and the pains I go through. So I still have that table to this day. Every time you see me set up my, a table that's mm-hmm. mine, that's the same table I bought when I had to go through that stuff. But nevertheless, I see Quincy's heart. You know what I'm saying? And I and I wish him 
you know, yeah. all, all the blessings. Shouts out to the Manhattan Club downtown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but with Errol, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. He got some growing to do, man. I ain't, I ain't gonna front on that. Ooh, well, we all do. We all do, and you know, like, you know, it, that boy, it, that boy got some growing to do. It's just time to open eyes. Sometimes people, we have to see ourselves. We have to see ourselves through others' eyes and how other people look at us. And maybe at that time we can change can occur. You know, that's the way I look at it. So maybe he'll be listening or watching this and going, you know say, what? Such, it, this is such a passionate. And yeah. I'm just. I like. There's a positive end to everything. <laughs> it is. Oh, it's a positive spin on everything. It absolutely is. I mean, I've He's seen doing a great job doing this. Too. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> let's go. Let's go ahead. Like, take a few moments and um, and tell everybody listening and watching how they can find you. Like, this is your chance, and we're gonna go out with a song. What song? First of all, what song are we gonna go out on? All right. So the f- song we're going out on is uh, "Iceman." It's produced by Burnham and Jones on my album, Mr. Al- oh, Mr. Alpy, Mr. Peterson's Neighborhood. I'm sorry. That you can find on your platforms. You can go on um, MrAlpy.com, the one-stop shop. That's where you can find me for everything. So. On socials, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all that stuff is Mr. Alp. Everything is Mr. Alp. And that's M R L P, correct? Yep. M R A L P E T E. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Again, thank you so much for taking your time. I know you're Man. busy. I know. And I know you got to get some sleep, too. Nah. <laughs> whenever, whenever I fall. No, this is great, man. Thank y'all so much, man. Yeah. It's been a blessing to, to be on the show. And it's a blessing that y'all are doing what y'all doing, man. Like, this is a part of a uh, history that needs to be documented. And we definitely need stuff like this. Like, this is awesome. a very, very, very thorough interview that I had. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I just wish y'all more and more and more. Oh, oh thank real you. Quick, real quick, Thanks. real quick. Uh-oh. Mm-mm. Small Look I tried to have a, 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 a gift But I couldn't think of it And when I thought of taste Nice I like buttons Okay cool Dude No serious <laughs> Buttons Stickers And uh, keychains Had I known uh, Wow Had I known Other two was gonna be in I, I'm sorry I, I, Huh Okay cool <laughs> But I wanted to bring y'all Some buttons man Miss Peterson's Neighborhood um, Little token of appreciation Ouch, man. I stuck myself Oh lord I, it's a thin shirt, sir. I'm not, I'm not gonna put my. Those were right better now. on jackets, on oh, jean yeah. jackets. Be careful, it's sharp. <laughs> That's nice. I know exactly where I'm gonna put it too. Indeed. But thank yeah. y'all so much, man, and blessings to y'all. Anything I can do for y'all, let me know, man. Absolutely. And man, in the words of, of Wayne Peterson, to the top. To the top. To the top. And here we go with Iceman right here on One, Test Test Live. Two. Ah. Uh. Here we go. Back when I used to rock the Icemans Everything was cool, I was cold, I was nice man Fat string the kicks on occasions I was fighting That between the music and the writing I was nice in yes, sir. I'm on with the hopes of maybe piping The girl next door and become the M. Bison of the cold and dry Not a dumb black boy, ride 10 speeds on one wheel Northwest side of the Jacksonville F to the LA when just played all day Ran to school halls and streets, middle school A's 6th, 7th, and 8th grades, I push A's and B's out Cool with the ladies, that's what I be about True yellow jacket, but false on the floss I had seconds on everything my uncle would toss And thank God they got me off, cause he was styling on them He had a flow game too, he was wildin' on them Spotted the shorts with the name Stitch probably on them Granny nudged the elbow, then we fell slow up in gateway 
Shorts on my tail, whoa Red with the white stitch, blue with the white too I hope this make me cool when I wear them to school, please Ah, uh, back when I used to rock the Icemans Everything was cool, I was cold, I was nice man Fat string, the kicks on the cages I was fighting That between the music and the writing, I was nice in So I lived and I was supposed to be a viking But the rebar Trojans was more of my liking Fresh shorts and shit, yeah, I felt like a titan No better here, the time was so exciting I'm cruising the block like who's hot, Big Al and Tube Socks I'm acting like y'all knew not to f*** around While I circle around me, hey yeah, and brass Q with no excuse like hut you Peppin' up you, boy, I'm stinky, I bait too Time so my wave line can coincide with the troops So feelers for good measure, talk about a good era When Windex on the times, it couldn't get clearer Some rock with Nintendo, others with Sega Some rock with Orange Prime, all I knew better Norwood is where my black dollars went Tell they got a second so didn't have it at the first gone Hit the second so and all the ten that I'm all in Moe's West on the lick Once a week I fall in Sticking to that too legit rule That we cultivated in school Stay one up on them fools And had them girls on your jewels Yes sir uh, Back when I used to ride the Icemans Everything was cool I was cold I was nice man Fat street and the kicks on the cages I was fighting That between the music and the writing I was nice in They clothed the lifestyle Became a bison Niggas got shot Stabbed Robbed at midnight man On the good flip We robbed it all with pride Damn That period of time Was so exciting Here we go. <laughs> Every day was melodic. Uh-huh. The minutes was episodic. Especially when the chronic dropping, we was on gin and tonic. In school games, we raced to it to get a got it. Then we switched to how we used to chill in the field. Bionic, uh-huh. peace the thrill to play in. Daddy Black for bringing plaques back to the county, showing love all around. Turning frowns that we had because the cops stopped us to a smile. Cause we proud black boys with some guts and intelligence. Look at us now, black excellence. RIP and thanks, Grandpa, for telling us that we can be whatever we want and will be. Hard work with a diligent soul. And you'll see that these clothes is incentives. Access to you and attribute like crowns to kings. Don't let them tell you a thing. Since then, I've been lightning, man. And I contribute that small part to rocking the Ice Man. Yeah.